This is Monday, November 6th. How are you at loving? Can you put yourself aside and focus on another person? I think this is tough for all of us. We have plans. We know what we'd like to get finished today. We're target-oriented far more than process or people-oriented. The result is that we see interruptions as just that. How quickly can I return to my mission, my work? Now this week we're looking at the gospel and our relationships, and this is a huge topic. And our text from the New Testament is also quite long, so we'll only be able to make a small dent. Now as we're getting started today, I want to look at only the beginning of our text. This is Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Now, the Apostle Paul has taken us on quite a journey through the gospel before we reach this verse. We don't have time to review all of it, but we must get the gist of it. Paul begins by dialing down into our problem with sin. Sin is a little word for an immense problem that we have. In chapter 3, he tells us that no one has gotten life right, not a single person. He reminds us that our own words are enough to convict us, that our deeds add injury to insult. We're getting, beginning to feel pretty hopeless until later in that chapter 3, he tells us, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. That's Romans 3.25. God brought us from death to life and solved our sin problem through the death of Jesus. We've been rescued from a life far from God, a life without a future. Now suffice this to say at this that apart from Jesus, Paul does not have a high view of human beings. If you wonder how he came to this view, well, I think it was easy. All he needed to do was examine his own heart. He was a guy who took his religion seriously. He did set out to do everything right, but he ended up doing great wrong. He tells us about this in chapter 7. His goal was to avoid evil, but evil was the very thing he did. He wanted to do good, but he fell short of that too. He says that he feels like he's living in a body of death. So who's going to save him? Of course, Jesus did. And this too is our story. We're not self-saviors. You might wonder what this has to do with our text for today. Well, Paul tells us that our love must be genuine. It must be real, sincere. But on our own, can we love in this way? Are we capable of it? I know we try. It's true. We make promises to live the life we we know we were made to live. We double and redouble our efforts. We don't fail for lack of trying, but for lack of ability. We cannot overcome our own inability as desperate as we may be to do so. What I'm trying to say is that all our desires, all the aspects of our study of the gospel in the various areas of our lives, we cannot pull off. So here is the problem. Most of our teaching and preaching is to our willpower. It assumes we can do what is being asked of us. But the truth is, we can't. We need Jesus. 
We need a power beyond our own and abilities we just cannot muster up. But what is impossible for us is possible for God. You see, Jesus not only covers our sin through the shedding of his blood, but he empowers us to a whole new way of living. Actually, there's a whole chapter in the book of Romans about that too. Chapter 6. Now, we're spending some time reviewing this today because everything we look at this week relies on the power of Christ at work in us. If we try to do these things on our own, the end will be frustration. We might even find ourselves doubting God in the process because we've been, we may feel we've been sold a bill of goods, but we haven't. We've tried to do what only Christ can do in and through us. So on my own, I'm not good at loving. I'm, I'm actually pretty lousy. Just ask people who know me well. And this doesn't mean I don't try. At times I do. But I cannot do it. Here, let me read some of what Paul says about the way this works in our lives. This is Romans chapter 6, verse 3. We were therefore buried with him, that's Jesus, through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. He says that first we must experience an immersion into the death of Jesus. We must, in a sense, die with him. And that means we die to self-effort. We die to the illusion we can live this new life on our own. We die to our own notions of having it all together being able to do the things we want to do. Then God raises us up to new life, a life built on his love. That's what we learn. By the way, God isn't surprised at our weakness. He knows what we're made of. He knows that we need Jesus. Without him, our efforts only lead to frustration and failure. But it is in him that we can come to live this new life. Let's pray. Father, we brim with self-confidence. We've tried the experiment. We've tried to fix our own lives enough times to know that we need your grace. And we know we need your grace not once, but day in and day out. So teach us how to rest in Jesus, your Son, and how to keep in step with your Spirit. For in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <laughs>